Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we are joined by the Draft Network's Paige Demakos, also host of the Draft Network Fantasy Podcast, to discuss the Buccaneers. But first, the Buccaneers announced on Wednesday that they will not be allowing fans in the stands for at least the first two home games. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks Podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by Dave Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Today's episode brought to you by NFL Game Pass. This season, get N- get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story is that the Buccaneers announced on Wednesday that for the first two games inside Raymond James Stadium for the 2020 season, there will be no fans in attendance. That means no fans for their home game against division rival Carolina on September 20th and no fans for the game against the Los Angeles Chargers on October 4th at the earliest you're looking at fans being able to enter Raymond James in a limited capacity against the Green Bay Packers on October 18th, but even that is not official yet. That is still up in the air. Scott Smith, friend of the show, over at Buccaneers.com, wrote up the story, and in it he said, quote, the Buccaneers have joined 25 other NFL teams in choosing to begin the season without fans in the stands. The team came to this decision after working closely for several months with local and NFL officials to chart the safest and most responsible course for returning to games with fans in attendance. The decision is ultimately a disappointing one as the Buccaneers deeply want to play in front of their passionate fan base, but one that adheres to public health guidelines and keeps safety as top priority, end quote. David, I can't say that I'm surprised. I am a little disappointed. I know a lot of fans out there are disappointed that they won't get to witness the Raymond James debut of Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and, and all the excitement that's built up over, uh, over the past few months. But as I said on BucksNation.com when I wrote it up, being forced to miss the games in person and have to watch them in the comfort of your own living room is the better alternative to no season at all. Right. I mean, if, if you have to choose between having no football at all or having to watch from your living room, like you said, I, mean, I think I, I think pretty much everybody uh, would agree that having football, even without fans in the stadium, is better than no football. And that's it's it should be something that pretty much everybody expected to have. You know, I, I know – the Buccaneers, you know, it's a it's a testament, I guess, to them and their dedication to try to get fans in the stadium that they did wait as long as they did uh, to to announce. I know a lot of people probably upset because they've been kind of putting their weekend plans on hold for the opening weekend. You know, am I going to the game? Am I not going to the game? Et cetera. Uh, and I know teams, you know, like the Packers. I mean, it feels like ages ago, but it really wasn't that long ago. But I know the Packers were kind of one of the first teams 
to announce that they weren't going to have fans in the stadium. So I guess for those fans, they've had a little bit more time to plan. You know, maybe you're going to have an opening week, uh, opening game party or something at your house uh, within, you know, the, the rules in your state and everything. Um, where I live, it's a little bit more lax. So forgive me for saying party if you're in a place that you're, those are, are not allowed right now. Um, but, uh, you know, it, again, it's it's kind of something that was probably to be expected. I don't think a lot of people are surprised. I know some people have the questions of, you know, for season ticket holders, well, what's going to happen to their deposit money and, and and all that stuff. And I know that there are uh, things in the works. I think Mark Cook on social media earlier today mentioned that, you know, the season ticket holders are going to have a credit rolled over to their next season's uh, payment or, you know, deposit, whatever you want to call it, um, which, you know, should help a little bit, I guess. It, it sucks for right now, especially in a season like this one, you know, with Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Super Bowl aspirations and all that stuff. Uh, it, it, it kind of falls in line with the, you know, it's a Bucks life type of thing that as soon as this team uh, gets all this stuff and has all this attention on them and all the cameras are turned towards them, that, of course, something like this would come along and kind of ruin uh, the party a little bit. But hopefully, you know, if things continue trending the way they are, fans will be able to get in there sooner rather than later and at least get to see some of this Buccaneers team in action live in person if they choose to do so. All right. Well, David, coming up next, we will be joined by the Draft Network's Paige Demakos to talk a little Buccaneers. But first, we have to give a shout-out to our friends over at NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Thursday here on the Locked on Bucks podcast and not quite saving the best for last, but we're almost to the end of the end of the week. And we wanted to bring in Paige Demakos from the Draft Network. Of course, Paige, always appreciate you dropping in and spending time with James and I. Uh, it's been a little while since we've really talked, at least on the show. How have you been since then? And, and catch everybody up on what's been going on over at the Draft Network. Yeah, guys, I, I, I love being on Locked on Books. I feel like I called my shot a long time ago when you guys first had me on saying, trust in Bruce Arians. And man, has Bruce over-delivered for Buccaneers fans. Little did you know you're going to get Tom Brady and Gronk. Kowski out of retirement and good Lord, your whole team is so stacked and you have so much publicity and all this stuff. And I'm going, yeah, it must be nice to be a Bucks fan. So you're welcome. Bucks fans. I just, I know that, I know that y'all were a little skeptical at first, but I hope, I hope y'all have been enjoying uh, everything that being, being in a place where Bruce Arians is coaching means. Cause that's, I know I've watched it firsthand in Arizona, put Arizona on the map and he's doing the same thing for, for Tampa Bay. So I hope you guys are enjoying that. And as far as draft network goes, listen, it seems like I left the combine. I was in a nice little bubble. Uh, it was a nice football bubble and I got home 
And about a week later, I went to Los Angeles, watched the Bucks and the Lakers play each other in, in LA, came home, and then everything shut down. And it really, that seems like years ago now. And it, and it wasn't, it was months ago. But Draft Network, the team, they killed draft season. Free agency was wild, as you guys well know. Um, and so we covered that, crushed that. The team did an excellent job. Super proud of everybody. Draft season's been, was amazing. And the transition and some of the changes we've made this summer have been great and really excited about all the new, all the new projects we've dropped over the last few weeks. The latest two being Ben, uh, Benjamin Solak from the draft network did a great job breaking down quarterbacks under 27 called CQ. And then our scouting team did an entire entire breakdown for all 32 teams of like a full full preparation for the NFL uh, for this season so really excited about everything we've been working on and we've got some great things coming coming next week for NFL kickoff so very excited about it yeah and speaking of the draft network continuing to kill as you guys are of course uh it's it's funny because since the last time we've spoken I've actually gotten into my full-fledged retirement phase of of my life from the army and transitioning to my new job and new jobs, bring new coworkers. I've got a new coworker who, you know, found out about what I'm doing with the Buccaneers, got interested, started listening to our show. And then he went ahead and took it upon himself to search his favorite team's show, which of course is the Buffalo bills hosted by Joe Marino. He's a huge fan of Joe already hooked. You know, he's only listening, he's only listening like two shows. Now he's going back through the entire off season to catch everything that Joe has been talking about. So another TDN fan there, uh, Born by, you know, just happenstance and, and meeting kind of like we did on Twitter when Bruce Arians came to the Bucks. You went ahead and shot out a tweet. We sent out an invite and and here we are, you know, these these years later getting ready to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. And Paige, I've got a question that nobody's going to want me to ask. They're not going <laughs> to hear the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I feel like it needs to be asked. Okay. And you would know better than anybody we're going to get on this show because I don't see Bruce accepting an invite to the show as, as much as we love the show <laughs> and everybody else. I don't think Bruce is coming on the show anytime soon in an exclusive. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the Super Bowl this season, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Is there a chance that BA retires, even though everybody's pretty much expecting it to be at least this year and next year for, for Bruce? Is there a chance that he retires, rides off in the sunset with that ring? No. Um, he is so happy coaching right now, guys. I saw him firsthand, uh, during his year off and he was not happy. Uh, he did not enjoy himself. He thought he was going to enjoy retirement a lot more than he did. Um, and he missed football a lot and he is as energized and reinvigorated by football this year than I've ever seen him. Um, Jake said the same thing on multiple occasions. And obviously Jake's been around him a lot longer than I have saying, you know, my dad's coached for however long and hasn't ever seen him this excited, um, which is pretty incredible seeing as he's had, he's had, you know, two Super Bowl runs and multiple uh, great moments in Indianapolis with Peyton and, and, and Ben Roethlisberger and Carson Palmer here in Arizona. So Bruce has had some moments to be excited about, but I, he's like a kid in the candy shop right now. He's loving it. He's enjoying it. He's embracing all the challenges. And I think if him and Tom pull it off this year and win it all, they're going to try and run it back. Because at the end of the day, those two are so competitive. And I cannot imagine that the two of them will win it all and then go, eh, 
I'm all good. I'm going to walk away. I think they try and run it back, especially considering um, all the young talent they have on that team. Speaking of Tom, let's let's rewind to pre-bubble life, Paige, if you can remember such <laughs> days. You're you're obviously very close with the Arians family and and Bruce and, and Jake and everyone over there. How early, if if even at all, you know, unless you found out the same way we did, but how early in the process did you kind of get the feeling that the Bruce Arians, Jameis Winston era of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was quickly being phased out. And how early on did you know how hard the Buccaneers were going to go after Tom Brady in free agency to be the one to try to bring a championship to the city of Tampa? James, that's a great question, and I'm going to dance around it, unfortunately, for you. So I appreciate the fact that you asked it, and I know that you can appreciate the fact that I'm not going to answer it directly. So Fair enough. Uh, at, some, at some point in time, there will be a tell-all movie, book, docu-series, sit-down interview that involves Jason Light and Bruce Arians and Tom Brady and shit. I might be even in it, right? Me, Jake, God only knows. Uh, There's some excellent moments um, and anecdotes and things that can be told eventually uh, that will not be talked about on this podcast. But what I can tell you about the Jameis Winston era is I, (laughs) it's probably about halfway through last season where I'm sitting there and I'm watching I think it was the Tennessee game. Um, I'm almost Mm. positive. And the frustration that I saw on Bruce's face, right? Frustration I saw Pops have. And I I know that face pretty well. And although he may not have to verbalize anything, it was a look of defeat. It was a look of frustration. It was a look of, man, you can't just keep putting yourself behind the eight ball. And I knew, I said it, I think I said it on this podcast, that – Bruce was going to do everything possible to give Jameis Winston the opportunity to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I fully stand behind that statement. I think you saw the best version of what Jameis can be in the NFL last year. He just cannot get over the turnover issues. And it is a, you cannot be a starting quarterback in the NFL and turn over the ball that much, period. I don't care how talented you are, how athletic you are, how many touchdowns you throw. If you cannot, if you turn the ball over that much, you're not going to put your, your team in a position to win. And that's probably the moment I saw Bruce physically, right, from my own perception, not verbally, not he didn't tell me anything at that time. It was just me watching and dissecting and looking and going, yeah, I can tell he's really frustrated for the first time, right? And I could tell that that was, it's a helpless feeling because you prepare and you put game script together and then your quarterback puts you and your whole, everybody on that roster, the defense, the offense, they got to go off script right away. They can't run the ball. They can't establish things the way they want to. The defense is put behind the eight ball. I mean, how many times that happened last year? A bunch. And I think that's the moment where I noticed it. I can't pinpoint a moment where Bruce told me they were moving on from. I don't remember that. I just remember me watching, looking, and going, man, he better turn this around. Otherwise, I can't see Bruce dialing in with Jameis knowing that in the impending free agency slash decision was coming up that offseason. Yeah, and Paige, I think for me, it was Indianapolis. Um 
and, and it was more just, you know, because we, we talked earlier that off season and, and even throughout the season. And, you know, early on in the season, I think it's just kind of you want it to work out. You know, Bruce Arians coming in here, riding into town, the quarterback whisperer, James Winston, has all this potentially hasn't reached yet. This is going to be the year. This is going to be the relationship. So you allow yourself, you know, to, to kind of kind of blind yourself a little bit and you have, you know, well, that receiver ran the wrong, right? You cut it off too short. Well, that defender just made a really good play. And that's kind of what hit me in Indianapolis is we've said, well, that defender just made a really good play so many times that in the National Football League, you need your quarterback to make the better play than that defender is capable of making. And that's what wasn't happening and wasn't getting pieced together. And then some of the other turnovers, like you said, you just, you can't, you you can excuse some turnovers. And I think, uh, I think Bruce did a good job of backing him up as much as he could and trying to excuse, at least from the public eye, so that, you know, that that noise around the team didn't get so deafening that it just completely fell apart. But at a certain extent, I mean, you, you, you've got a business to run and you've got a job to do. And if you're not getting it done, it's just time to move on. Of course. Um, another player who has had some questions about his ability to stick in the National Football League with the Buccaneers, specifically not nearly as big and, of course, not as loud because he doesn't play the quarterback position, but somewhat similar to what Jameis was coming into last year for me is Ronald Jones. And this year, the question about Rojo on the offense is, can he be running back one? Last year, we saw him get a little bit of an opportunity towards the end. Looked like there was some potential, right? There's always been potential with Rojo. He hasn't quite reached the pinnacle of it. But the question is, can he reach there? And, and it looks like this is going to be the year he gets his opportunity to prove, just like James did last year, that he can be the, the RB1 for this team. Do you think that Ronald Jones is ready to step in that role and can carry that load? Or do you see more of a shared backfield situation that might lead to this team looking for a, th- a true three-down back again in 2021? I do think he's going to. Um, I do think he's going to become the true running back one for a lot of reasons. Um, talking to the staff, seeing what the practices, um, knowing knowing what I heard coming into camp, knowing what I know now, um, all the discussions. And all you have to do is listen. This is a cheap opportunity to, to plug our podcast, the TDN Fantasy Podcast with myself, Jamie, and Jake. Uh, if you've heard Jake gloat about Ronald Jones and about how much value you can get for him fantasy-wise because of where his ADP is right now, uh, should tell you just about everything you need to know about Ronald Jones because one thing that Bruce doesn't do is he does not mince words, okay? And he is pretty, pretty, pretty honest, um, especially to the people in his inner circle. And I know how impressed he's been with Ronald Jones, and that's real. And I think the Jamie Eisner on our podcast said it, and it's truly how we all feel. The only person that's going to take the running back one position away from Ronald Jones is Ronald Jones. He is going to be given every opportunity to be the dude in Tampa Bay. And he's the only one that can then slip it away. And I think he's ready for the challenge. I think he's up for the opportunity. And I think the reality is, guys, when you have somebody like Tom Brady who comes into the locker room, everybody elevates. It's, it's, it is the Tom Brady effect, right? It is what happens when you get somebody who outworks, outsmarts, outhustles, outpractices everybody else in the league and has for 20 years. That's the type of demand that gets brought to the locker room. And I think that's rubbed off on, on Ronald Jones and everybody else. And I think you're going to see the best version of him this year. So does that mean I was a smart person for drafting Ronald Jones in the sixth round of my, of my draft? Yes. That does make you a very smart person, James. That was well done. Yes. Awesome. All right. More to come from the draft networks page. Damakos here in just a moment. Wrapping things up here on a Thursday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast, we are joined 
by the chief operating officer of the Draft Network, the one and only Paige Demakos. We have to ask you a fantasy football question. Yep. Let's say you're in one league, five leagues, ten leagues, doesn't matter. Who is the one Tampa Bay Buccaneer player that you refuse to leave any of your drafts without? Ooh, that's a great question because there's a lot to love in Tampa. Um, man, very, very good question. I wanted, I have had two drafts so far. I got two more coming. If I don't get Chris Godwin on one of my damn teams, I'm going to lose my ever loving mind, James. Okay. Because in a PPR format, this dude is going to get numbers. And I am not, I will not be surprised if Mike Evans and Chris Godwin end up top 10 fantasy wide receivers in PPR formats. I will not be surprised. Not one, not one bit. I know that Mike Evans has been developing excellent chemistry with Tom Brady. I know Scotty Miller's been one of the guys who's kind of been like elevating and rising and exciting um, for Tom. There's plenty of fantasy relevance to go around, but when I look at all the weapons, the guy I am most excited about is Chris Godwin um, because of the talent that exists there. I know that's crazy to say with Mike Evans on the other side, but Man, Godwin is so talented, guys. He really is. He's a physical freak. He's so talented. And he's got the most accurate quarterback possibly in NFL history throwing him the football. I am so jacked for Chris Godwin this year. Um, And I'm excited for Mike Evans, too. I think if you get either one of those guys on your roster, uh, you should be really excited. The difference between the two here that I will tell you is – you can get pretty good value right now from Mike Evans, whereas Chris Godwin's going, you're, gonna, you're not getting any value. Like he's going early. You're going to have to take him early. That's, that's kind of what, where it is. Evans is a guy that I've been able, that I've seen slip. And I don't really understand that because this isn't going to be like one eats and the other one doesn't. So um, if you're looking for value, Mike Evans is your guy. If you're looking for the must-have guy, it, it's Chris Godwin. Yeah, great advice as always, Paige. And and that's actually exactly who James was hoping you were going to say. (laughs) I definitely made Chris Godwin the second drafted receiver in our fantasy league. I love it. I love it. I don't think it's too high. No, I mean, granted, Michael Thomas went one pick before me, and I'm like, good, I don't have to justify to all these people why I would have taken Chris Godwin over Michael Thomas. I love it. I love it. All right, Paige, now we're going to get into the portion of uh, the interview here today that we're asking all of our guests this week. And we we called it our rapid fire, but really over the week, it's definitely turned into an extended uh, long-range shoot instead of a rapid fire. Uh, but the first question that we're going to ask you in this in this portion has a little bit uh, has some rules to it. So I'm going to I'm going to break those down real quick. So what I'm going to ask you is for your Buccaneers 2020 hidden hero. And so the the player we're looking for here is a guy that's not a surefire Hall of Famer yet, uh, not an All Pro guy, you know, annually, not a Pro Bowl guy that you would think of. So you know, not your most popular national uh, headline names. However, we've asked every guest this so far this week. So there's already been three. And you can't pick any of those three players either. So, Paige, so the Surefire Hall of Famers, the, the perennial All-Pros, Pro Bowlers, and those three gentlemen are off the list, leaving you with some good players still, uh, but a little bit of a harder decision. So who is your Tampa Bay Buccaneers 2020 hidden hero and why? Man, that is tough because I was going to say Ali Marpet. That's very that's very interesting. Um, that he said that. Just out of curiosity, how many um, – 
I'd see, I want to say somebody, and I know you guys are going to laugh at me and, and tell me that he's, that he shouldn't qualify, but he should qualify because he's so freaking underappreciated. Okay. And I think you might know where I'm headed here. Right. And it's because he should be a pro bowl player every year that he's played in the NFL. And he was snubbed last year. So if you know where I'm headed, you can stop me. But where I'm headed is Levante David, because he is so underappreciated by everybody in the NFL. I don't know how this happens. I literally do not know how somebody who puts up just as good a numbers as Luke Keekley has for the last three years doesn't get put in any of these conversations. And I, this is my moment to be angry about it on your podcast because it's all Buccaneers fans and I know you guys agree with me. So if I have to pick somebody else, I'll pick somebody else. But the dude is so underappreciated and I feel like he just needs to be talked about on every Buccaneers podcast that I'm ever on, ever. Because the fact that he has been snubbed multiple times and doesn't get the love that he deserves in NFL communities is so infuriating. Um, Not only as somebody who has a vested interest in the Buccaneers winning, but somebody who has a vested interest in her friend who went to Nebraska getting the proper credit he deserves. So Levante, man, I'm here fighting for you. Cause if Carmi gets to say Devin white, then I get to say Levante David. That's pretty much, (laughs) that's pretty, that's pretty much where I'm sitting with it. So here, here's what I will say. The part of the rules I forgot to include is players included in the NFL top 100 list. However, uh, okay. because that's okay. my mistake, not yours, and because of how passionately you're standing on the table for Levante David, which, by the way, I love every time you do. I saw you do it with Tyron Matthew. I see you do it with a lot of guys, and I absolutely love that passion. I'm going to let it stand if James is going to let it stand. James, you going to let it stand, or are you going to oh. kick me off? Oh, because it's you, I'll let it stand. Let's I, go. I, <laughs> I think go, when, when David writes this up for Bucks Nation, the comment section might be interesting because, you know, David did say no, no Pro Bowls or all pros, which Levante does have both. However, he's been snubbed so many times, been, guys. I'm, and I'm 100% on your side on that. He has been snubbed so many times. And the fact that Luke Keekley just gets drooled over. It's infuriating. Whereas, yeah, Levante gets kicked to the curb, and it just it, – it is. It's infuriating, and you can't talk sense into anybody when bringing it up uh, because they'll, they'll call you a homer. It's, you, know, you know who else I'll put on this list, right, because I just stood on the table for him a little bit before this, is Ronald Jones. I think, I think Ronald Jones has the opportunity to be – the low-key MVP of this NFL season if he plays it out like I think he can. And I, he obviously is not – so he fits this list now because he's been what I would say an underachiever thus far. Um, and he's a guy I think if he lives up to everything I think he can live up to, it's going to be hard to look around and go, yeah, he's not, he's not the – low key, you know, it's going to be Brady or one of the, you know, one of the normal guys, the bigger guys, but he could be kind of an under the radar MVP type of player if he lives up to all the expectations. So I'll give you that one too. Yeah. I like that. I, well, I'll, add I like both, that. I'll add them both to the poll. Bucks nation lets us put as many options as we want on our reader poll. So at the end of the week, we're going to do that. I'll add them both. All right. Well, and now Paige, we get to the actual rapid portion of the rapid fire. Uh, just a couple of quick ones for you, and three of them all have to do essentially with the same question, and that is, which tight end for the Buccaneers finishes with the most snaps? Mm, that's a good question. I think it is Cameron Bray. Ooh. 
which Buccaneers tight end finishes the season with the most receptions? <laughs> um, Gronkowski. And which tight end finishes with the most touchdowns? Gronkowski. I think, David, correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a clean sweep this week so far for Gronk getting the most touchdown nod. Mm, I can't say. I will say that it is until somebody calls in and corrects me. Finally, Paige, <laughs> what is your Buccaneers win-loss prediction? Ooh, God, I do not want to be called such a homer, but, man, I looked, I looked around and I said, I don't see a whole lot of losses there. Um, I'll go 12 and four. That's oh. my, that's my fine. I want to say 13 and three. I almost did, but I said, don't be too much of a, even though, listen, I can't be called a Homer. I'm from Chicago. Okay. That's true. Like take your Homer BS that I've been getting to the podcast <laughs> and like kick it out the window. Okay. Like I'm not, I'm not from Tampa. I don't spend time in Tampa. I'm not a Homer for Tampa. If you want to call me a Homer for Bruce Arian, sure. But the reality is I've seen it with my eyes and I know what's going to happen. And unless there's some unfortunate injury, knock on wood, uh, this team is going to win a lot of football games. It's a really damn good football team. Uh, it's very rare in the NFL to look around and have that much talent on both sides of the football, gentlemen. Uh, there is so much elevation happening when you're talking about what the defense is doing to elevate the offense and vice versa. Uh, I'm just so impressed. I'm so impressed with Jason Light and the roster and everything they've been able to do. I'm impressed with Bruce and and his ability to get guys to buy into the culture and the winning and everything that is something that the Buccaneers haven't had before. And it was the same thing he did here in Arizona. And it's a lot harder to sell that in a in a market like Tampa than it is in a lot of other places. So um, I'll go 12 and four, even though I want to say 13 and three. Really thought you were going to join me on that 13 and three page. <laughs> Listen, I'll be happy to be wrong. If they're 13 and three, man, I'll be dunking on a lot of people. So don't you worry about that. I even said that one of the three losses was the last week against Atlanta because they were resting starters after locking up the one seed. <laughs> I I, listen, I love it, dude. I love it. I All right. I have well, one Chicago-based question for you, Paige. Okay. Oh. Who, if you had your choice of realistic, like available players, I mean, and I know you can't pull up the list of available players for next year right now, but off the top of your head, if you had your choice, who would be quarterbacking the Chicago Bears in 2021? Oh man. <laughs> Realistically or just being totally uh off the off the reservation cuz the off the reservation is I get to call Andrew Luck and talk him into playing football again, okay? Cuz that's that's the dream scenario for me. Um because that's a ready-made football team with a guy like that who could walk in and be especially with Matt Nagy in that offense. Man, it would be unbelievable to watch. Um What's more realistic is trying to find somebody else that is, you know, probably you're looking if this goes really, really south, they're probably going to have to draft a quarterback. But I don't I don't see them going south, guys. I really don't. Trubisky's quarterback play was atrocious last year, uh, especially in the first half of the season, got better as this in the second half. And they went eight and eight. The teams, their defense is just too good. They're not that division is is. I think at the high end, nine and seven, at the low end, seven and nine. I think everybody's going to be meh. It's going to be like probably Detroit at seven and nine and 
Green Bay, Chicago, Minnesota, any of them could go nine and seven. I, and that's just going to put them in the middle. It's going to put them out of the quarterback sweepstakes. And, and unfortunately, they're going to have to figure things out. And I'm lucky that I'm not the one calling the shots because my game plan would be bothering Andrew Luck every day until he told me yes. That would be a, a solid game plan if they, if they could get it to work. That's <laughs> All right. Well, Paige, where can everyone find all of the incredible work that you are doing? Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at the underscore sports page with an I. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. You should follow the Draft Network. So check out the draftnetwork.com. You can find our all of our podcast videos, content, written content, what the scouting department's doing, Mock Draft Machine, which we're going to have some amazing new features coming next week that we're excited to to drop for all of our all of our fans um, who love using the Mock Draft Simulator. So that's going to be really fun. And then uh, the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Please listen, subscribe, leave us reviews. Um, let me know if you came from Locked On Books. If you leave me a review, I'll make sure you get some merch. Um, and I'll, I'll send it to you guys and I owe you guys some stuff too. So, um, thanks, thanks for having me on and, and thanks for the support as always. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Always great having you on page. Thank you so much. Thanks guys. So please send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Check out everything going on over at bucksnation.com. Follow along on Twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore box at d harrison 82 and at bucks underscore nation hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day stay safe stay healthy wash your hands be good to each other and we thank you so much for joining us right here at locked on bucks